We, 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 we are live. Hey, you're live with the Good Time and Buds. I'm Austin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the show. We're going to start off with some yays or nays here. All right, yay or nay sports pep bands? Uh, just like high school, college, oh, any, pep band, any pep band? I am for any and all pep bands uh, for a number of reasons. The most primary is they just add that extra spirit that just gets the people going. What's that? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you get in the spirit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna... uh, and uh, Kevin, my question, yay or nay, what do you think of guys with a guitar around a campfire? Yay. 100% of the time, yay. That's a good time. 100% man. of the time, even the guys who are a little uh, sketchy? Look, someone with a guitar, and everyone's drunk having a good time, and nothing but good things are going to happen. I'm convinced. That's a yay. Yeah, not, That's a yay. I was I was questionable. With a guitar, but, uh, a campfire, and a few I'll, cold beverages. I'll give cold beer. Cold beer. Go get a little cold beer. Yeah. All right, my second yay or nay. A trip to the water park. Yay or nay? That is a tough yeah. question. Uh, I mean, you've got to assume there's a cutoff, but uh, at the same time, why grow up? So I'm going to say yay to the water park as long as you're going with the right crowd at the right time in the right place. Some water parks are just not meant for a certain age. I'm going to say nay to the water park because there are many other ways I would rather spend my day. But I think I think one time at the water park would be okay. But I think okay. that would be all that I'd need for the rest of my life. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be very clear that I'm not advocating for water park every week. Well, it sounds like you. I'm not, no. I'm advocating, I'm just answering the question that yay, but I'd rather be on the river. I'll give you that. But I mean, like, you know, if they're over 13. I'll give you that. You know, you got a swing. Um, <laughs> and all right, uh, Kevin... My last yay or nay for you is we are all living in a computer simulation on that theory, yay or nay. Whew. I'm going to have to go nay strictly because I don't see any physical evidence of that. However, if I were to see physical evidence of that, I would not be that surprised. Fair enough. I would technically probably have to say nay as well. Yeah, you technically but, have to, but, but you're open to it. When you just think about the way that everybody ran the Sims, let's just say somebody was running this world. Yeah. You think about the way that people ran Sims. As soon as you get a Sim, you just start fucking with it. Yeah. You fucking, you know, set its house on fire. You fucking, I don't, I don't really know what you do with Sims. Yeah, I don't either. You make, you make them fuck. fuck a lot. <laughs> you make them fuck a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so... That completely mirrors the way that things just go down, like randomly, just a bunch of people die. Yeah. People just turn on each other. Eventually, all humans turn against each other. And yeah. And, <laughs> and then on top of everything else, people only want to fuck. Yeah. So. Someone's up there just making us fuck and yeah. forgetting about us. Somebody's turning the dials, ladies and gentlemen. 
I don't know who, but there's someone out there. <laughs> well, and on that topic, later on in the show, we've got Aliens vs. Bigfoot. Where is the evidence? And I think this is going to be a great topic because I don't know anybody where, if you don't at least, like, if you mention it, pretty much anybody's willing to jump into that. Yeah, who uh, doesn't want to have a logical, theoretical discussion about Bigfoot and aliens? And then uh, after that, I think we're going to do one of our favorite segments. I think it's a rule. Uh, and then we're going to talk about another broad topic, which is music. We're going to talk about everything from pop country to radio V-iPod. Uh, we're going to talk about one of our personal favorites here at Good Time and Buds, Sturgill Simpson. And uh, we're going to talk about some uh, key concerts that we've been to in the past, uh, uh, mostly touring acts that everybody should still see. Uh, also, the thing we like to do is review commercials sometimes. So we're going to uh, throw down a review of a commercial for you guys here today. And now, a word from our sponsors. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> Men know thirst. You know thirst. Bush knows thirst. Grab a bush. Welcome back to the Good Time and Buds with Austin and Kevin. We are uh, on to our first topic here, aliens versus Bigfoot. Which is more likely? Austin, what's your argument? You know, <laughs> I go back and forth on this, like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, the thing that we do know for a fact is that there's uh, an animal called Gigantopithecus that lived uh, a few million years ago, and essentially they came across on the Bering Strait when it was still, uh, when you could walk from Russia over to the North America, which is, I think, only about, like, 50 miles or so. And, uh, According to... According to things I've heard. No, no, no. Hold on. According to Sarah Palin, you can see it from her backyard in Alaska. <laughs> Should we... We're going to have to edit that yeah. down. But don't, not, okay. yet, not okay. right now. And um, so anyways, they came, to, they, they came to the Northwest. And being as we are from the Pacific Northwest, I can say for a fact that when I look out at those trees, the it density. is dense as absolute fuck. There's no way... That you could scour all of that land. Exactly. I compare it to the ocean, and like, there's only five percent of the ocean has been explored, and yeah. obviously more of that in the woods. But there is so much yet to be unexplored yeah. that if this thing is smart in any fashion, uh, I think it's theoretically possible that they could live out there. I don't necessarily believe it, but uh, if somebody got one, I wouldn't be fucking yeah, surprised um, at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. You gotta you gotta play the cards you're dealt. You gotta look at the evidence, and I, there's evidence that it could be real. It, they were a thing. They are, and like the Patterson Gimli film, the yeah, most famous of all time. Hoax. I feel like it's a hoax too. They did, um, what was it, Monster Quest? I think uh, a worthwhile show for people yeah. to check out if you're into just cheesy remakes of fucking monster stories. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, they did they did an experiment where they took like a pro football player or some some big dude, dressed him up in a monkey costume and saw if he could walk in the same way, make the same turn, do all the famous things that happened in the Patterson-Gimley film. And what they concluded was that the football player couldn't walk in the same way, didn't have the same gait as whatever was in the video, which I call bullshit on it. Yeah. I feel like there's no way that you couldn't like it's, figure out how to walk like Instead it. of getting an athlete, they should have got a trained actor. Yeah. Somebody that can 
do that. Exactly. It, it can't be that hard to walk without moving your head. Exactly. And um, I don't remember if it was Patterson or Gimli, but I know whoever the more famous of the two was, uh, I think it was Patterson. He, he was a con man. He was a con man. He was a con man in a number of different uh, things where... Just when you he bought the camera with a fake check. Exactly. Exactly. He bought the camera to film the footage with a fake check. So that's what we here at Good Buzz like to hour, call a red flag. Within one hour of being out in the woods, that's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So I don't believe that that's real. There no. was an argument that uh, you couldn't. They didn't have the technology or the um, costume design to make the fur, which is an interesting argument because it does kind of make sense. But, uh, you know, who's to say how much they really research this fact? Um, I think a con man probably knows a few people. Well, the, a couple years ago, there was going to be that Bigfoot reveal, and we were going to have the Bigfoot reveal party. Yeah. And that guy backed out for some reason. Yeah, well, they actually uh, dissected that on one of the many Bigfoot shows that I watch. And um, I'm pretty sure they just, because he had whatever the body was, it basically turned out to be like a bear like decomposed or something like that oh. and so uh so he was just a big phony so right before yeah that that big thing was about to air they broke it open on some other show oh. um so that's enough about bigfoot what do you think about aliens i think that in nature there is not usually one unique example of anything so i feel like if there's life on this planet then there has to be life on another planet I could get on board with that. I don't. Th I don't see now, but there's less evidence of aliens than there is of Gigantopithecus. But mathematically, I think that it's far more likely that aliens exist. Well, when you think about the fact, and I, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson who said this, but it was something along the lines of, the the universe doesn't make anything in just one. No. Everything has a double. I mean, like there's a gazillion stars. There's more than one planet. Uh, there's more than one tree. There's more than one. There's more than one everything. There's more than one. Yeah, exactly. Nothing is just one. And it just, when you think about how vast the whole thing is, when you look up, that doesn't stop. No. That just goes. Yeah. Forever, as far as we could tell. Yeah. I was reading this thing the other day about how uh, Voyager 1, the, uh, the Explorer satellite that we sent out, um, like a golden record on it with like all the old like classic tunes Johnny B. Goods on there yeah Dark Was the Night Cold Was the Ground by Blind Willie Johnson those are all on there and uh, apparently it passed Pluto already and uh, it's just leaving our solar system which just fucking blows my mind yeah that is I mean, insane the fact that we said something out there that is leaving our solar system yeah is insane yeah that's hard to wrap your mind around it's ridiculous. And by, like, 2020, it's supposed to be, like, to some other <clears throat> star system or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so. Do you, do you think that there that we have evidence of aliens that we just don't, the general public doesn't know about? Conspiracy theory type. Kind of. I think that there has I to just, be. I just, there's so much that the government knows that we don't know. When you think about the fact that the only reason we know hardly anything about what's going on in Washington is because we read it. Like, none of us live in Washington, D.C. for the most part. So all this stuff's going on, and we're just completely relying on the information that they give well, to we us. we live in the Pacific Northwest. We're clear across the country. Exactly. We have no idea what's really going on. Exactly. We just read about it or hear about it on the news, 
And who knows if that's even credible anymore? Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's becoming less and less credible less every and day. Less credible. It's a reality show. I mean, and obviously there's witnesses to these things to corroborate all this shit, but the point is, when we rely strictly on that information, that also means we rely on the information where they, like, let us know if, uh, you know, what's happened in this in uh, in terms of. Uh, plane crashes and weather balloons. Yeah. They're the ones who tell us we weren't Roswell. there to see it. Yeah, Roswell. Any of those things, we're forced to just believe Whatever somebody over us. another. And so it makes complete sense that, they, that be, they could be holding something. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think mathematically there has to be. There's enough weird shit that's happened. Enough people have claimed to have been abducted. There has to be. There has to be some truth behind it. There has to be. Yeah. I know. Like... The problem is it loses credibil- credibility when yeah. you think about the people that they yeah. fucking picked up. I know, I know. But, god damn, it seems so real. Really go to a lot of trailer parks. Like, yeah, fucking stop at a city once in a while. Fucking take me. But I mean, it makes sense that they'd only go to trailer parks because they're not going to go to a city and abduct people. It's too bright. They, It's obviously yeah. busy. There's it makes sense that they'd hit only people in rural areas. Yeah. So that does let some credence, credence yeah. to the idea that that... That, that's why they pick those people up yeah. is because it's the only here's, place they can do it without people noticing. Here's what I think. I think that if there are aliens out there, they are far more advanced than we are. Because I bet they're traveling to our planet and we cannot do Look, that. Look, if they could travel to our planet, they're, do it like this, go re- mostly undetected and abduct people, they've got the jump on us. Yeah. So uh, I think that means we're all fucked, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If, we, if they wanted us gone, we'd be gone. That's what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, but... You know, there's something to be said for if they're that much smarter than the, than us, maybe they've transcended that pettiness that all humans have. Yeah. And that they actually are just, they're, they're smart to the point of they understand why you'd give compassion for no reason. Yeah. They don't necessarily something need to humans, attack. Something that humans clearly do not have. Exactly. They, are, they recognize us like a bunch of fucking rats running around yeah, each other. Yeah, just killing each other because... You worship something different than I worship, or yeah. whatever the reason. Yeah. If a rat was in your house, you'd kill it. But if you see it on the street, you're not going to chase yeah. it down and kill it, because there's no point. There's, <laughs> they're doing the same. They're doing the same thing it's with us, greater, ladies and gentlemen. There's a greater thing going on than you need yeah. to go kill a rat in the street. But yeah. if it's in your house, it's a waste of their time. It's an unnecessary budget. Something <laughs> America could learn about. And yeah, I just, I honestly think if aliens are smarter, there's a good chance that they might transcend yeah, the pettiness. Definitely. I'm pretty sure that's what every superhero movie is about. Yeah, basically. Uh, the Green Lantern for sure. Yeah, which was a disappointment. Disappointment. A disappointment, disappointment when I'm already a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I thought he was funny as shit in Van Wilder. One of my favorite movies of all time is Just Friends. Yeah. Uh, Waiting was good. He's, he's got a he's lot money. of good movies. Green Lantern. Green Lantern was disappointing. Disappointing. Real disappointment. Uh, but I don't think that was his fault. I think he did the best he could with it. It's not like he wrote the movie or directed it. That's true. So, I mean, he sold the character pretty well. Are there any Bigfoot movies? There's a shitload of Bigfoot movies. Like what? Um, there's this book called... Um, oh, what the fuck's it called? Book or movie? There's a book that got made into a movie. Yeah, it's by Frank Peretti. And it's called something. Um, Interesting title. But it's a, it's not a great book. But the point is they made it into a movie. And uh, I should probably find out what that book was. 
That's irrelevant. It's, it's oh, Day of Strange Wilderness. Yeah. Which is a pretty stupid movie, but it's Steve Zahn, and I'm going to watch every Steve Zahn movie there is. I don't know. That thing you, you do. I don't know why anybody hasn't made, like, a good Bigfoot movie. Yeah, nobody's made, as far as I can tell. I think we should make the first ever high-budget Bigfoot movie. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, you can go to our Patreon page uh, or Kickstarter and... Uh, Let's make this movie happen. Let's make this dream come true. Let's make Bigfoot real. I think uh, I think there is money to be made in like a legitimately like serious, scientifically based Bigfoot movie. Yeah. Like sort of a uh, like Jurassic Park. But I was about Bigfoot, to say Jurassic Park. With Bigfoot. Exactly. I think that's a great idea. I yeah. think uh, Steven Spielberg, since I know you're a big fan, a big fan, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> big drop. I would like, uh, I would like you to give me a million dollars, and we'll make this movie. <laughs> uh, but that still doesn't answer our question, Kevin. Which do you think is more plausible? Mathematically, I think aliens exist 100%. So I want to go with aliens. Yeah, I pretty much have to go aliens too. Like I'm again, I'm not necessarily against I'm the not idea against that Bigfoot. Bigfoot. I am rooting 100 Bigfoot, for Bigfoot. Yeah, is confined to this Earth, whereas aliens could be anywhere. The galaxy, there's a there's a billion galaxies. So, and in every galaxy, there's like a billion planets, and so it seems yeah, mathematically, yeah, you said it best. Mathematically, yeah. it doesn't make sense yeah. that there wouldn't be life elsewhere. Yeah, um, it's got to be aliens. It's got to be aliens. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be right back. Stick around. Some say the glass is half empty. Others say the glass is half full. All you know is you're thirsty. Grab a bush. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, we have one of our favorite segments. I think it's a rule. And, uh, Kevin, I think it's a rule that it's your duty to turn every bar that you go to anywhere into your bar. Order the usual. Yeah, order the usual. Pick, get to the usual table, pick your spot, post up, don't leave that spot, talk to everybody as if you've known them <laughs> yeah. for a long time, ask them how their kids are doing, how's their family. You know, make it yours. Really feel at home any bar you go to. I really feel like it should be a rule to do it like that because it, I, I swear, it just brings up the general level yeah. of everybody. As long as it's you're a not a douchebag about it. It's a friendly vibe. It's a friendly atmosphere. Drinks start flowing. Yeah. you got to make friends with the bartender. Tip well. Tip well. Uh, and, and the biggest key, in my opinion... You gotta do karaoke. Karaoke is the bedrock upon which you build your new home bar. Yeah, karaoke is clutch. Gotta pick the right karaoke songs. Gotta pick the right karaoke Gotta pick songs. the right karaoke group. Gotta pick the right karaoke drinks. You gotta know your audience as well. You gotta you know, know your audience. You cannot be singing, you know, fucking mbop or, uh, you know, wannabe by the Spice Girls in some biker bar. Not that they're gonna have karaoke, but you get my drift. Yeah, you gotta uh, know your audience for sure. The number one most recommended song by the Good Time and Buds is Take It Easy by the Eagles. Take it easy. If you want to take any bar and elevate it to a level where everybody's just having a good time. You just 
Built your heart out to take, take it easy. It's a good fucking song. It's got a great harmony. Yeah. Great chorus. Great every. It's a great karaoke song. Easy uh, on your easy on your lungs. Give me three steps. Give me three steps. Another classic. Uh, Once the beer starts flowing, you got friends in low places. Friends in low places. That's where I was going to go next. That's the late night song where everybody just starts singing, getting into it. Obviously the quintessential uh, karaoke song. Yeah. Probably the best karaoke song. Probably the best karaoke song. Anything by Alabama. Anything by Alabama. Uh, Steer clear of the beeps. Yeah. Um, Steer clear of the pop. Steer clear of anything that's hot right now. And just... Stick to the classics. On, on, a, on a technical level, um, I want everybody to listen to this. Know your vocal range before you start the song. Absolutely. You don't want to start a song, let's say you have a low voice. You don't want to start a song that where the verse starts high because you know that chorus is going way higher and you don't want to be in the middle of a song and realize that you're not going to hit those fucking notes. Yeah. Because I've been in that spot a number of times uh, when I sang the national anthem. I had to make sure that I had the key right because if I started too high, that final note, the home of the free, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people fuck that up. Yeah. And so um, just take that principle and apply it to karaoke. Know your song, know your range, know your audience. Um, is there anything else uh, that would help uh, establishing any bar as your bar? I think that pretty much covers it. That covers the basis of it. I would say so. Uh, make sure you bring uh, a couple good time of pals, a couple yeah, good time of buds. Have, you gotta have an orchestra when you do karaoke. The one man karaoke is not. I don't care how impressive you are at it. No one really. No one wants to see just you up there singing. Yeah, people will go like, "Hey, that dude's yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, that chick's pretty impressive." Karaoke is all about the show. Yeah. You gotta be a showman. You gotta be drunk. You gotta be preferably. Yeah. Uh, that is a recommendation. Yeah. But yeah, that's a recommendation. It's not a allegedly, allegedly. Necessi- I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get in any legal trouble. That is an alleged uh, recommendation. Yeah, recommendation. Yeah. Uh, all right, I think uh, that about covers it. Kevin, what do you got for me? All right, I think it's a rule that every sporting event I go to, there has to be at least one midget present. Okay. See, I think that's a rule as well, and it, that is that is of course no knock on uh, uh, the LPs. No. No knock people. on the LPs. No, no but, knock on uh, the but there it does just, seem to happen. There's always one at every sporting event. Well, when you think statistically, I don't know exactly what the statistic is. I don't you know, either. one in every however many thousand. I think it's half. But, uh. <laughs> 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 quiet down, quiet down. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Good point. Uh, yeah. But I would say, you know, in your average college stadium, you got, what, 40 to 60, 70,000? Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say that statistically it would make sense for one to be one in there. One to be in there, yeah. Ah, probably. So I'm going to say I think that is a rule. That is Kevin. a rule. That's a rule. All right. Uh, I think it's a rule that um, anybody who wants to talk about uh, legalizing weed or the benefits of it or uh, just the myriad uh, potential that it has as uh, not only an herb but as a as a you know fabric, hemp as a fabric. Anytime anybody wants to talk about anything uh, cannabis related, it's automatically filed into that stoner talk, and I call bullshit. Yeah, I I call bullshit too, but at the same time I don't, because anybody that wants to legalize, I don't know anyone that wants to legalize weed that doesn't use it. Oh, there's a few out. There's there. a few. 
But there's a most, lot of people who see just the ridiculousness in keeping it illegal. Want, most people that advocate for legalizing, I, I should say, most people that advocate it really just want it legal so they can get stoned. Uh, yeah, a pretty much. Vast majority. Uh, I could vouch for that certainly, but uh, I have um, Henry Rollins. You know who Henry Rollins is? Uh, he he travels around the world. He used to be in Black Flag. Oh. Uh, he's hardly ever done drugs. Um, he hardly does, ever done drugs. Like well, originally he said he only got like drunk once, and Real then first time. this was in the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, highly recommend. But uh, yeah, because people that listen to this probably aren't already listening. Yeah, to no Joe shit. Rogan but uh, but uh, anyways, he never really used weed. And he says, I don't use it, but I am definitely for the legalization because just, you know, the tax money. Yes. Uh, just the Economically, general. it makes sense. But most people are against it because it gets you high. But, like. Uh, but we drink alcohol. Anyone that's for it is for it because they want to get high off of it. Yeah. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I have had a few discrepancies in my past. Uh, and uh, they, they all resulted in some legal fees. And all I could say is alcohol was involved weed was not if you flip the two i'd be a lot richer than i am now i'll tell you that much yeah i paid for a lot of attorneys yeah, weed doesn't weed doesn't get you in trouble other than the fact that the cops think that it's illegal yeah nobody gets uh fucking high as shit and then come comes home and beats their wife that's no simple simple that's a simple fact yeah we've done some research and we'll we've, tell you we've done a lot of research you don't you don't hit your wife on weed no allegedly unless she's asking for it <laughs> Allegedly. Um, Kevin, what, what's, what's your next one for me? <laughs> I think it's a rule that once you pick a sports team, you cannot deviate from that team. I would say that is pretty much a rule, but I think that there is some leeway depending on the age that you pick the team. Okay. Much like a religion, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. a topic for another time. I think, I think sports fandom is more pure than you pick, your, you pick your sports fandom because you want to. You don't pick religion. You're told religion. Hey, that's fair. You, you get to pick your sports team. I mean, you might like your dad's sports team, but there's a lot of people out there who like a sports team other than their dads. How many people out there are a religion other than their parents? Yeah. Not many. No. I well, mean, some people marry into it, but the, the no, Jews. You, the Jews. You, the made Jews. A, you made a fine point, and I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I guess there is a thing. But as I think to there should be leeway. Yeah. What age you pick your team or whatever. Yeah. And obviously, if you have a favorite player, that could change your mind a little bit. Favorite player. What about uh, you grew up in this town, but then you moved to uh, you know fucking Arizona to I become think, a Cardinals fan? I At think, least a little bit. I think that that is less acceptable than if you're a fan of this team and they leave your city, and you don't want to be a fan of that team anymore. I'm a, I'm fine with that. I'm 100% down with that because yeah, they left you. That's them. not your yeah, team anymore. No, they fuck fucking them. left you. Fuck the Supersonics and fuck the Thunder. Yeah, no shit. Thunderfuck. Thunderfuck. Uh, and, and the Raiders are going to be gone yeah, in they're gonna 2019. Yeah, they're going to go to Vegas. I, I heard fucking, 2019. Yeah, that's fucking... They're going to play two more years in Oakland, and then they're just going to leave, and everyone knows that Who the fuck's going to show up to the game? That's what I'm thinking. Like, who the fuck wants to go to that? Fucking... And it's right when they're getting good, so that sucks because people do want to go. They to that. are finally getting but good. But then it's like, ah, but they're leaving. Fuck those guys. I don't want to go to that. Fucking Derek Carr's gonna come back stronger than ever yeah, next year. Absolutely. So, I'm just trying to think if there's some other reason uh, why it would be fair to leave. There's really not many, but 
Um, what if one NFL team just decided to say, like, fuck it, and they just signed all the criminals that all the other teams didn't want? Like the Raiders, when they moved to yeah. Vegas, just signed all the criminals? Uh, they'd have a winning think, team, Kevin. Yeah, they would have a winning team. Do you think the fans would embrace them, or... I think a certain kind of fan would. I think a certain kind of and fan And I think there's would a too. lot of those certain kind of fans. Me too. I think that's a pretty big market. Yeah. They might become my new favorite team. Literally everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody wants something to hold on to. Yeah. Because you got nothing else. Yeah. And so sports teams are a good one. And uh, if you, especially if you got one with like some special gimmick, yeah. basically, like all the criminals. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of fans. That's, that's going to fill the seats. That's going to fill the seats. Yeah. But it's also going to turn some people off. But you don't need that kind of negativity in your life anyways. Yeah. Fucking, they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah. Yeah. I heard. Fucking haters. Um, All right. All right, Kevin. What's your next one? Here's my last one. Uh, we're doing a lot of sports here. Um, so your rival college sports, I think it's a rule that your rival college sports team is your sworn, sworn Enemy. enemy. Arch nemesis. Not only that, Worse when than I was that. when I was a kid, you know, we grew up with the Beavers and Ducks rivalry, which is the fifth oldest rivalry in college football history. It's called the Civil War. The Civil War, right and it is anything but. Towns are separated by 45 miles, <sighs> straight down I-5. It gets heated. It gets, gets really heated. heated. It and, gets heated. And when I was a kid, the. The college sports team that you like is so strong against their rival that you legitimately grow up for a little while essentially thinking that uh, whoever your rivals are are actually bad people to their core. You really do. You start to hate them to their core, and you don't know anything about them other than they pick the other school. Yeah. But you hate them. Yeah. And you want to see them fail. And I'm just going to draw a little parallel to religion, basically the same that we did before, but it's just... It's because they're not, they haven't gone to college yet. It's just because that's the team that their yeah. parents like. Yeah. And so you've got all these people hating each other based on their sports team pick when the kids had nothing to do with it uh, yeah. in, the in the first place. place. I was a third-generation Oregon State student, so I literally my entire life I had season tickets. I, I loved the Beavers. And I hated the Ducks. Yeah. I hated them. Fuck the Ducks. Fuck the Ducks. It doesn't rhyme for no reason, people. It does. Like, their their basketball team is in the Final Four, and I have hated every minute I'm of it. I'm fucking pissed. I'm tired of it. I yeah. hate the Ducks at everything. And I hate when people tell me, oh, you're from Oregon. You should root for the Oregon You're going to root for people no, in the Pac-12. Fuck that. Fuck the Ducks. I root for everyone in the Pac-12, but fuck the Ducks. Yeah. I hate the Ducks. And I... It's obvious that the Pac-12 is the best conference. Duke fans don't root for UNC. Yeah, Duke don't way. root, man. They're, they're both Duke from North Carolina. Root. Duke don't root. Yeah. And so, I think it's a rule that you have to you hate, have to the, hate your, core, yeah. the core of these people because they like the wrong team. They picked the team against yours and that makes them bad people. All right. I think it's a rule that if you can't say the first thing that pops into your head around your friends, you're hanging out with the wrong group of friends. Kevin, that might be my favorite rule. Yeah. I got to hand it to you. You just, if you can't say what you think off the top of your head, 
funny, fucked up, whatever it is. Without fear Without of fear any of sort of judgment or, or being judgment a, offending or, people. Or offending anyone. You just say whatever you fucking want because they know if it's fucked up, it's probably a joke. But it's funny because there's a little bit of truth to it. Yeah. And if they don't laugh at that, then fuck them. If you're with anybody that gives you a quick lecture on why oh. that joke shouldn't have been said... Fuck those people. You don't need that kind you of person need, in your cut life. Cut them out of your life. Holy shit, Kevin. One time, uh, back in my fraternity, uh, I, we were we were in Frat <laughs> we were in a fraternity house, and I said the word retarded, and this sorority girl looks at me and she goes, "Don't say retarded. That's a very offensive word." And I looked at her and I said, "You know what? I think that's retarded." And I got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And it's just indicative of like if you're not if you're in a fraternity house, and you can't even get away with that, you're just something's something's wrong. The word retarded is not offensive. It's just a word. Every word is just a word. If you give the word power over you, then you're retarded. Exactly. Then you are the retard, and that that's why that word offends you. Is because you are retarded. It's literally a noise that you make with your mouth and somebody else goes like, don't like that collection of vowels and yeah, shit. Yeah, hey, stop saying retarded. Exactly. And I do have a good example of, um, much like the word faggot uh, has come under fire, but, but you know, so many comedians have defended it as, um, it, it doesn't mean what they think it means. It's just a great meaty word that it's, you want to use. It's got all the best sounds and letters. It does, and it doesn't, and it's no slight on anybody. No. Other than your faggot friend. Yeah. And um, much like that, uh, which, which word were we talking about right before that? Retard. Much like that with retard, uh, when Ian and I dropped acid on Saturday, or Saturday. Sun, Sunday rather, um, we looked at uh, we were looking through some pictures and there was this uh, kid that I used to go to school with and uh, when he asked about him he was like you know looks like there's you know unhealthy or something and I said oh he's autistic and that's because when you're actually talking about somebody who does have a mental issue you treat you it with treat, care yeah you, you you're treat not going to respect and with care you're not going to say retard that or guy's retarded, retarded. Or, no, no you say that kid has you say autism. that kid has autism has autism excuse me and yeah. so. Uh, I think that's just a good example of why retarded and faggot don't mean what everybody essentially wants them to mean so they can be mad about it. If I say Twilight is retarded because fucking that white guy is a faggot, that's not <laughs> yeah. offensive. That's not offensive. No, that's just a fact. That's a fact. Twilight is retarded because that fucking white guy is a faggot. Exactly. And so, but the, to get back to the point, um... Yeah, if you can't say whatever the fuck you want around your like friends. We, like, we just went on that rant, right? Exactly. So we just said whatever we wanted because it popped into our heads. No one got offended, except maybe you out there, but we don't care. Yeah. There's got to be something better in your life to do than get offended. The less you get offended, the more mental just space you have. There's so much room to breathe if you just fucking let things roll off your back. Let it go. Like... When, when you stress about every little thing everybody said and you're like, you know, kind of watching like, oh, he looks like he's getting close to saying something, going over the line or something, you're using so much mental RAM that you just can't think as clearly. If you just let people be and worry about your fucking self, your time's really going to open up. And, and so... And you're going to be so much happier. You're going to be so much happier. You're going to have more fun because you can joke 
the way you want to joke. You can joke the reason people laugh at offensive jokes is because they're so funny, and the reason you laugh, even though you know it's offensive, is because you have to laugh. It's crafted Be- so well. You just know it in your gut that it's sort of true, and so it it's funny as fucking shit. Nothing's more funny than something that's relatable. Yeah, and nothing's more funny than something that shouldn't be funny, but it's crafted so well that you it's funny. Exactly. It makes you laugh even though you don't want to be laughing because laughter is a natural response to something that's truly funny. Yeah, that's what... Yeah, if you were looking for the purest joke, an offensive place is the first place to look because no one wants to laugh. They just physically have that, to. you have to. It's the perfect example. And so... Uh, to waste your time bugging well-meaning people about their usage of words is a waste of my time, it's a waste of Kevin's time, it's a waste of your time. It's a waste of energy. Yeah. Fucking spend that energy somewhere else. Yeah. Put it to use. Get some real friends. Keep it crispy. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> Are you thirsty? Are you looking for a beverage to quench our thirst? Look no further, man. Grab the bush. <laughs> Hola. Welcome back from the break. Now we're going to talk about music, which is a pretty pretty key aspect of our life. Austin here is a great musician. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I do uh, pretty much love everything there is to know about music. I know so many bands that I haven't even actually heard. Uh, I'm a big Wikipedia fan, and so uh, you can ask me just about any band, and I may not never have actually listened to their music, but I know who their bassist was who left in 95. <laughs> and so I think uh, the first uh, sort of music topic we should talk about is the current state of, I guess, just popular music in general, whether that's pop or pop country. Or any any genre, EDM, anything. Yeah, it... it we describe it as sort of just a sh- just short attention span music. Yeah, something that just keeps you dancing until the next song comes out. It's catchy as fuck, and obviously it catches fire. There's no uh, meat to the bones. No, it's you just... know exactly what the song is on first listen. There's yeah. nowhere to dig, no. nowhere to discover something new about the song you didn't hear before. Yeah, you've already got the lyrics memorized the second time you hear it. It's just, it's just a feel-good tune that you just dance to. Until the next song comes on. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that, no, but the fact good... is, when that's the only music that most people are listening to in terms of in the popular culture, there's something wrong. I mean, you know, popular music used to be like Led Zeppelin, where everybody was discussing, you know, what this lyric meant or what that album title was kind of all about. Or if you play something backwards, you get a different message. There was, there was exactly there was stuff behind the music. And you know what I like about that? I like the fact, I think the reason that it was that way and why it was better, I think it's because it was before the internet, before every single artist was way too accessible. Yeah, you had to be good to get studio time. Exactly. You couldn't fake it for a song and everyone, you just blow up all of a sudden. There's no way that the best musicians in the world, the most popular musicians in the world, are also all incredibly good looking. No. That's just not the way it's going to work. No. There's a lot of really ugly really talented people out there. Yeah. Fuck, look at the rockers from the 70s. Exactly. All ugly as fuck, but they were fucking talented, so you couldn't deny it. Exactly. You couldn't cover up their bullshit. Yeah. Like, auto-tune. 
Exactly. If they didn't have a Facebook page or a Twitter page where they could keep connected with their fans, and because of that, that's All what you have built is their music. Exactly, and that's what built the mythology yeah. around some of these bands. That's what made All rock you knew was gods. what you heard about them. Yeah. All you knew was what you heard about them. Yeah, and so and you had to take it for what it was because that's all you knew. Yeah, like uh, Mick Jagger uh, eating a Mars bar out of his wife's pussy. You know, uh, apparently that's been snopsed and that's actually been proven that it was real. But the point is, whether it was real or not, uh, that story took off and built such a mythology because there was no internet to just immediately debunk it. People got to discuss it. Yeah. And you know, what better thing to discuss, honestly? No. What What would you rather discuss at the local barbershop than that? Yeah. I like Mars bars. I like pussy. Yeah. Uh, it only makes too. sense to yeah. put the two together. Yeah, I mean. And uh, the the pop music is what it is. It's always been, you know, sort of vapid, and it's not always had a ton of meat to it. Uh, Led Zeppelin wasn't actually pop music. We just kind of want to argue about Led Zeppelin, but <laughs> uh, I think the music genre that is worse, that is the worst for what the genre was supposed to be would be pop country. Absolutely. We're talking pop Sam Hunt. Pop country is a disgrace to country music. Florida Georgia Line, Kane Brown. Say what you We're want. calling you out. Say what you want about old music, old country music. It's slow, it's boring. Oh, my wife left me, my dog died, whatever. That's good fucking music when you strip it down and listen to it without words. Pop country is just fucking bullshit beats with bullshit lyrics coming from bullshit people. Yeah, I, uh... I'm obviously a songwriter in, some, in my spare time, and um, not that I'm necessarily a good songwriter, uh, but by saying that, I can say with full confidence, um, it's pretty fucking easy to write a pop country song. Oh, to just write a hit, it takes nothing. It's Mad Libs. You just People check just off the kind of check off the kind of truck, check off uh, some sort of river bank or lake or uh, the ocean or whatever. Some type of beer. Type of beer, bunch of chicks. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We Not do like beer, beer, chicks, and uh, good river times. River banks, but you don't got to ram it down people's throats, all right? Yeah, like I remember when uh, Jason Aldean, uh, maybe two years ago, was going through his divorce with his first wife. Uh, big shocker to the community. Yeah. And uh, he released a quote that said, uh, you know, to his fans, it said, essentially, don't worry uh, my divorce uh, will not uh, affect, affect my, my music. Which is bullshit. Which is bullshit. How can that not affect your music? Yeah, a musician, a true musician, writes what they feel. And so if you're going through a divorce, you're probably, you should come out with a kick-ass album after that. Gary Allen, after his after wife, wife uh, committed unfortunately suicide. committed suicide, he released such a fucking kick-ass album. Money. Tough All Over. Tough All Over. Holy shit, what a sweet album title. Yeah, what Tough a sweet all album. Over. Yeah. Life Ain't Always Beautiful, what a kick-ass song. That's a true ride. country song. That's a true country song right there. And so the guys that are putting shit out right now and the fact that they can look themselves in the mirror. Um, With any sort of respect and call themselves a country musician. Yeah, and they defend it like they, they don't know like, exactly yeah. what they're they doing. They act like they get offended when people say they're <laughs> not a country musician. Dude, yeah. come on. Jason Aldean doesn't Sam even write Hunt, his songs. come on. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Sam Hunt didn't make it in R&B, so he moved to country, brought the R&B with him, and simultaneously brought the whole genre down another peg. Yeah. Not that Florida Georgia Line and Luke Bryan hadn't done it already. And the yeah. sad part is, Luke Bryan was actually he really good. He used to be really good. Jason Aldean used to be really good. Yeah. Hicktown was a decent song. Blake Shelton used to be really good. And then they all fucking sell out at a certain point and just start writing bullshit. Eric Church was really good for a long time. Yeah. The last album, pretty iffy. 
Last album was iffy. A few good songs. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, it, it's just a shame when you think about what, what were uh, Luke Bryan's two album titles? Oh, Muckley Creek Water. No. That's not what it was called. No, it was I'll, be, I'll Stay Me. I'll Stay Me. <laughs> and Doing My Thing. Doing My Thing. And uh, then he fucking did not. And then he completely not. changed. Completely. Holy shit. If you've heard if you haven't heard drinking beer and wasting bullets, so do yourself that's a fucking a hell favor. Of a that's tune. a hell of a tune. That's a country tune right there. That's a country tune. And he just fucking went from that to fucking dog shit. Yeah. Rain is a good thing. Rain is a good thing. That's a good song. Um and so and that goes along with um I strictly listen to my iPod now because um country radio is completely worthless and it's not worth spending my time on if i'm gonna listen to the radio i'm gonna listen to classic rock and i don't only want to listen to classic rock so why not just listen to my ipod exactly and not i love my ipod i love i think it's one of the greatest inventions of all time it might be the greatest right up there next to to the dab pen but uh there's an extra quality when you listen to the radio where you're forced to listen to what's on and a song that you wouldn't normally, you know, really appreciate, comes but you kind of like, yeah. when it comes on, you're fucking pumped because you've been listening to bullshit yeah. for the last three minutes uh, and commercials and shit. Yeah. So when you have a song that you even kind of like, all of a sudden it's your new favorite song. And so there's just that added quality that you don't get with an iPod because with an iPod you can just pick you whatever pick song you want. Song and so you don't appreciate them like you would if they actually came on the yeah. radio. Uh, which does take away from the value a little bit, but I'm never going to get rid of my iPod. So. No. Pandora is good for that, though, because Pandora, you can kind of control it, good. and it'll play a random song that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah. If you guys are looking for a good time in oh. Bud's playlist, uh, who's the bass? Is it Credence or is it Credence Eagles? Credence Clearwater Revival is the, is the bass, and then the sub-artist is the Eagles, and it is just money every yeah. time. Yeah. Fucking smoke a joint, hang out outside. Have some cocktails if you prefer. crank it up. That's a kick-ass fucking playlist. But uh, I will go out there on a limb and say that uh, there's no better artist currently, uh, and this is especially true in the country genre, uh, than Sturgill Simpson. Absolutely not. Sturgill Simpson is a god on a guitar. He is... Everything I've ever wanted in a musician. Everything. He's got the voice. He's got the emotion. Yeah. He's got the vocabulary to just capture every mood and every moment. Yeah. He's incredibly just gifted. He makes it look so easy. He makes it look easy as shit. Like and He makes it look like it's no big deal him being on the stage. His songs are mostly just three chords, and they're all super hard to play. Yeah. His guitar player, who unfortunately just left Lauer Yomets, one of the greatest you country guitar... You Stanley Yelnats? Yeah, Stanley Yelnats. Stanley Yelnats. Uh, one of the greatest country guitar players I've ever heard. The guy just fucking rips, and uh, it's sad to see him go, but uh, it'll be interesting to see Sturgill uh, step, out, step out on his own. Yeah, it's just going to be a very trimmed-down band now. Yeah, and I, I wonder how they're going to redo A Sailor's Guide. Like, are they even going to play any songs from that? Because, first of all, he meant for it to be played in its entirety, and he doesn't want it, like... Chopped up. Yeah, chopped up. And you won't have the horns. You won't the have the horns. Yeah. Or probably the pianist. No, he's gonna keep the piano. Keep the he's pianist. gonna have the piano, bass, drums, and him. And, well, it's piano and organ, so yeah. it's probably a synth. But uh, 
So I think that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, his next album is going to be... It's going to be interesting because you never know what to expect, but you know it's going to blow your mind. Yeah, you know that wherever Sturgill's taking you, you're willing to go along for the ride. Sturgill Simpson, with almost no publicity, won Country Album of the Year at the Grammys and was nominated for Overall Album of the Year. Do you realize how many articles were written with the title? One of them was this actual title, Who the Fuck is Sturgill Simpson? A million articles came out directly after his nomination for Album of the Year at, what was it, the 52nd Grammys? Yeah. Uh, He was up against Adele, Beyonce, Bieber, and Drake. And Adele had her smash album. And Lemonade. Yeah, Lemonade, Beyonce. That was like, that had, you know, a bunch of racial uh, things in it. It was was like a real statement. And uh, for Sturgill to even be there is fucking kick-ass. And that just shows what kind of talent he was. And when I, he was on SNL recently, and I read the reviews of the music part, and they said it was one of the best. Um, they said that and Chance the Rappers, which was like the show before, those two were like some of the best musical guests they've had in 10 years. Yeah. He just, he literally put so much power through the speakers and it, into your ears that you can't not feel good listening to yeah. that music. Yeah, he's old school, no matter but new what, school. No matter what genre you like, Unless, if, if you're super anti-old country, you might not like his first album, because it's pretty traditional country, yeah. but I think you still would f- appreciate it. Yeah. But his second and third album are literally just musically perfect. Musically perfect. He, yeah. he captures everything exactly the way he wants to. A Sailor's Guide to Earth is a legitimate ri- ride on a ship around a world. Like, yeah. that's literally what it feels like. It's got so many highs and lows, and it's balanced perfectly. The... The centerpiece of the album, the centerpiece song, In Bloom, takes what was already a Nirvana classic and makes it possibly, in my opinion, one of the greatest songs of all time. Of all time. Holy fucking shit. He makes it his own and he kills it. Yeah. He uh, he even added his own lyric. Yeah. Which... uh, Makes the song even that much better. Makes the song better and it takes the balls to do it and have it succeed the way it did. Yeah. And, um, I mean... We've gone to two Sturgill concerts. Second one was pretty good, but his first one, right after he released Metamodern, Meta- not right after he released, but uh, soon after he released Metamodern Sounds and Country Music, that was the greatest concert I've ever been to. The greatest concert. Yeah. We ate a little brownie, smoked a little weed before we went Holy in. Holy shit, we were some high on a cloud. We were front, yeah. we were right Standing room only, right stage. in front of the speakers, right in front right. of the stage. We could see every expression on his face. It was the best concert I think that I ever could have gone to. Yeah, every single song ended with like a five minute jam and yeah. if you get the opportunity you gotta go see Sturgill it's the definition of what a live show would be and honestly along those lines, another definition of a live show that I thought was just excellent in terms of it just focused on the music was Hozier. Oh, Hozier was great. I go as a last second scratch invite. Scratch invite. And I was like, I don't really know who this guy is but I'll go and I had a fucking hell of a time. Yeah, dude. The that way was a that kick-ass show. He took all of his classic tunes from... All the songs are classic tunes. He's only got one album. He's only like 25, 26. Guy's a dynamo. He made the Rose Garden feel like a cozy little concert hall. Yeah, it was... He brought it all in. The perform- Yeah, the performance was so lived in. It was so... Um, 
he just did so much with the songs that he had. He took what was already a great song, added new live nuances, some went into jams, some slower songs got a little more uh, rock to them. That guy puts on a good show. Yeah, that was a hell of a show. Yeah. And uh, another good show, I would say, uh, would be ZZ Top. ZZ Top put on a hell of a show. I don't know how long they're going to be touring, uh, but uh, those guys also chance, seem indestructible. If so. you get a chance, you got to see ZZ yeah. Top. you gotta, you got to bring cheap sunglasses because you know you're going to want to put yeah. them under in cheap sunglasses. You better have your wallet with you because you're going to pull it out when they yeah. say the line about that wallet's fat and yeah. sharp-dressed man. You got to have it. You got to have the essentials. Yeah, they showed up for you. You fucking show up for them. This is ZZ motherfucking Top. Uh, ZZ Top. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. How, how, how. <laughs> you want to take us to the break? We're breaking already? I mean, we could. Is there more to oh, talk about? We could talk about com- com- comedian concerts. We could. We could talk about Brian Regan or Dave Cook. All right. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, let's talk about... Um, we're going to skew from music real quick. We're going to go to comedy just real briefly. Um, let's talk about maybe our best and our worst comedian uh, shows. Best comedian show I've ever gone to was Brian Regan the first time. The very first time. The very first time I went. I died. Literally, my side, my knees, everything, my hands hurt from clapping and slapping my leg. It was literally gut-wrenchingly funny. I compare all concerts, all comedian shows to that one. To that one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that one didn't Brian make me Reed laugh as much as that first one. He's the funniest man alive. He's the funniest man alive, he and he does make, it while being clean. He can make anything funny and clean. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. His facial expressions, his dialect, everything. He can take a children's he book. He is spot on. Make it funny as shit. Oh. The clock. He is. He is one of my top five comedians, no doubt. Oh, definitely. So we agree on, on our on favorite. Our I think we're going to agree on our least favorite. What would you say your least favorite was? I went to a comedy show. Okay, I don't think it's going to be the same. On Dad's Weekend at Oregon State. And I can't even remember who performed. But I think there was three performers that each did like, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes. And none of them were funny. It was just, the the audience was dead, the room was silent. Didn't have the vibe. It just didn't have the vibe, and it wasn't, it was, I don't think they really did their research about what Oregon State was all about, and it just was not landing, and it wasn't funny. Like, yeah. It was pretty rough. Dad's Weekend is pretty hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, we went to, uh, it was John Reed. John Reed, they had John Reed one year, and he knocked it out of the he park. He knocked it out of the park, but do you remember who his opener was? It was an old black lady. Oh, yeah. And... She did just like weirdly. She tried to do relatable comedy, but it'd be relatable to like a 80-year-old woman, and so no yeah. one in the audience was laughing, and uh, that was uncomfortable as shit. Yeah. But I think my least favorite concert comedian show of all time would be Dane Cook. Yeah, Dane Cook. What what was it that we saw? This was right after Rough Around the Edge. Oh, this the was edge. Uh, isolated incident. Yeah. At the, Rose Garden at the Rose Garden, and uh, you know, I'll get, I'll hand it to him. He's a, he's a showman for sure. Yeah, he just, you get what you get with him. Yeah, but he got to the point where his fame was too high, yeah. and where he lost the comedy, got 
just into the fame, and all he did was talk about unfunny sex stories. Yeah. Not that I'm against like a good sex story. Yeah, no. If you but make it holy funny, I'll shit, laugh at anything. It wasn't funny. It was just like listening to your fucking dumbass friend talk about getting laid last yeah. night, and that's not funny to anybody. No. I mean, unless you know it's fluff, and he got you know. Well, yeah, he got himself into one of those predicaments. He gets one himself of those into. Little fluff, yeah. So, you know, that's uh. That's the way she goes. After the break, we'll wrap it up with a story. Catch you later. <laughs> a little weed for you. A little weed for me. A little bit of weed is all we need. <laughs> Brought to you by Gorilla Glue number four. Oh, hey, welcome back. Boy, you guys are quick. Uh, you're, you're here again with the good time and buds, and uh, we like to end this show as we end every show. A little story. Kevin, I think we should talk about the legend of the good time and buds. Yeah, the legend at the beginning. What was that, the uh, summer of 2015, I believe? Summer of 2015, the day it all changed. We, uh, I had just gotten back from Nashville, and uh, we'd all been kind of separated for a little while, and we decided, uh, let's go camping. This was right right around in June. Yeah. We said, let's go camping. It was June, it was the first weekend of June, because it was right before Barry's. Yes, it was. That's right. It was the first weekend of June. Yeah. And uh, we'd all kind of talked about it back and forth, yeah, but we never really decided to do it until this time. We go, we got to get some shrooms got to get some magic mushrooms and uh but we didn't really know where to get it and uh what we ended up getting was actually not a lot no what did we actually get how much did we actually get between two we got there's six of us yeah we got two eights ian and harrison each had an eight okay and ian and i each took half an eight yeah and then you fluff harrison tyler, tyler. split the other eight okay I got two mushrooms. Fluff yeah, you got, got like a nice calf. Fluff, I got two nice calves. Yeah. Fluff got a calf and a stem, and we just gave Tyler a stem. <laughs> Dude, it worked enough. It worked. On, fucking worked on Tyler. That guy was looking at bugs all day. Yeah, it worked. But uh, so we we were out at uh, this little lake that we've gone to the last couple summers called Detroit Lake, where we like to go camping. Tell them our secret spot, huh? Well, it's not actually Detroit Lake, though. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They'll never. Um, we go to Detroit Lake. We go to Detroit Lake. You're going to say Detroit Lake. Yeah, but we don't actually... It, the. We can't tell you anymore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, um, this spot needs to remain a secret. Yeah, I mean, it, we've seen people there twice. Yeah, but we... Uh, so we drive... We go from our spot, and we drive down to the town of Detroit, <coughs> which is just a bustling town in the summer. Um... Just blue skies, huge lake, lots of boats, lots of campers. Little towns. Nice little, little towns. Yeah, little great. Little bars. Little bars. A couple dive bars. A couple dive bars, which is our favorite kind which of bars. Which is our kind of bar, Radio Lottery. And once again, we make it our bar our every bar, time. Every time. Walk right up to the jukebox. You pick the music. The boys. The boys. Yell that as you walk in. Yeah. If you think you can live up to it. 
Yeah, you need to definitely fucking back that up with some shit because uh, you don't just yell at boys and fucking limp dick it out. Yeah, no. You go in fully torqued. But uh, anyways, uh, so we go <laughs> we go find a spot on the Sandy Am River, which is a little bit up from the, the town lake. of Detroit, up from the lake. And it's just crystal clear. Yeah, it's crystal clear. It's it's amongst just rocky crags, just outcroppings everywhere on the mountain with it's a bunch of evergreens. Feet deep and it looks like you could just oh. stand in it in your knees. It's beautiful. Oh. And um, and uh, if you check our Twitter, we'll be sure to post that soon. Yeah. We had, we took a few pictures out there, uh, first time. Every time we've done something over there. But uh, anyways, so we all took our mushrooms and uh, I don't know if I've laughed so hard my entire life literally it was just four hours of non-stop laughter and joy Kevin puked and quotes I did puke I did puke yeah yeah whatever fuck off anyways yeah it's literally just a magical time of laughter and happiness yeah we set up we if you just want to go back to the feeling of like when you were a kid when just, just you had no worries, everything just, just looked new. Go out in nature and take shrooms, and you will have. You'll be fucking ten again. You'll be ten again, allegedly. Allegedly. This is all alleged. Allegedly. It's happened to people we know. We. I was. I was swimming around in my boxers the entire day. Yeah. Because I didn't have shorts. Just sunning on the rocks. But I was not about to not get in that water. I shit in a creek. Yeah, I almost got addicted. I almost got to addicted it. to shitting in a creek, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I can't describe. That's a dark, dangerous path. It's a dark, dangerous path, but but the water's so cold, it's moving so fast. <laughs> it's exhilarating. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't recommend doing stimulating <laughs> drugs, of course, but that's because you don't need to. You go shit in the <laughs> creek, that cold water fucking runs up your ass, you light up like a fucking Christmas tree. Uh, uh, anyways, it's a good straight day. Straight to the dome. <laughs> straight to the dome. <coughs> uh, we just sat on a rock in the sun and bathed in the sun. Swam around in crystal clear water. Yeah. Looked up at the sky. Appreciated what was above us. Danced with the trees. <coughs> God, we sound like hippies. Yes, we do, but maybe they were onto something. They, they, hey, they were onto something. They were definitely onto something. Uh, and so, but anyways, so we, we trip. There's so many different aspects to a trip. Like, there's just different levels. You go from here to there, and it feels like two different worlds. Uh, I had a good 15 minutes where I uh, went down a bad path, but luckily... It takes you so long to truly break down a trip. It takes you months of of looking back and just seeing things differently. It changes your perspective in the best way. Yeah, in the best way. Gets rid of all the bullshit. Here's how I describe it. I describe it as basically you're introduced to yourself, but the best version. And instead, and essentially you're you're driving the uh, the wagon, right? Yeah. Driving the wagon, and usually you're driving it, but everything's holding you down. But when you take shrooms, the best part of you takes the reins again. Yeah. And things fucking start looking up. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. It's just everything's just clear. It's like, of course, that's what I'm supposed to do. Your decision making goes up like a thousand percent. Yeah. Your general confidence in your abilities, uh, your anxiety disappears, depression goes away. It's an incredible You're thing. Fucking just kinder. 
Yeah, you're, you're just a better person. You're a better human. We're, sh we're shitty people, ladies and gentlemen, oh. but you should see us uh, when we're allegedly on drugs. Yeah, nicest people you could find. Yeah. S scared to death to talk to you. Yeah, don't talk to us. <laughs> then then the, we'll talk to you after. Yeah, right after, we'll have a great conversation. Yeah. And uh, so so we did this at last. We were down there, what, six hours? At least. Maybe seven. Just drinking beer, smoking an ungodly amount of cigarettes. That is the one downside, ladies and gentlemen. They do taste pretty good when you're oh, doing man. psychedelics. I promote cigarettes way less than I would promote psychedelics. Me too. No to I promote few things yes more than I promote psychedelics, psychedelics, allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, anyways, we got back and we just... We're all sitting around the fire that night. Jokes on jokes. Jokes on, on jokes. jokes. Put on some Bo Burnham. Put on some Bo Burnham and just fucking laughed. And uh, it was it was basically that uh, that movie from the uh, or that that scene from the classic movie Step Brothers, where we all basically looked at each other and went, "Do we just become best friends?" Yes. And that's when the good time and buds start, and the good time's been rolling ever since. Rolling ever so. since, just picking up steam. Picking up steam. Just picking up steam. You're going to want to tune in next week for of, our... A lot of trips along the way. Acid story. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. We'll be right, right back with our inspirational quote of the day right after this. Good. Wholesome. White. Grab a bush. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're going to wrap things up with a quote to live by. Life is not a matter of holding good cards, but sometimes playing a poor hand well, Jack London. <laughs>